Welcome to the Mom Bod Nutrition and Fitness Podcast, a podcast for postpartum moms who want to build a body they love after baby without counting calories or adding butter to their coffee. I'm your host, Rachel Benite, a registered dietitian, pre and postnatal personal trainer, and mom. This podcast is intended to be your go-to resource for all things postpartum nutrition and fitness, providing expert insights, practical tips, and relatable content to equip you on your postpartum health journey. Hey there, before I dive into today's episode, I do want to let you know that I'm recording this episode right next to my son's room and he is currently taking a nap and his sound machine is blaring. So you're going to be able to hear that faintly in the background. And at one point during this episode, you're going to hear my dogs barking. And rather than completely redoing that, completely redoing the episode, I decided just to leave it as it is. Number one, because I really just don't have the time to record it again. And two, because I wanted to show you the reality of life. Yes, this podcast is edited, but it's not perfect. So just wanted to let you know before we dive into the episode. Thanks for listening. In today's episode, I'm going to be talking about macros, short for macronutrients. I'm going to explain each macronutrient to some extent, as well as discuss the concept of, quote, tracking macros. So let's start off before we get into tracking macros. Let's just define macros. So protein, fat, and carbohydrates are the three types of macronutrients. And each of these macronutrients give our bodies calories or energy. Those words are going to be interchangeable. So macronutrients are the fuel for our bodies, just like gasoline is the fuel for a car. So one gram of fat gives us approximately nine calories and one gram of protein and one gram of carb both give us four calories. So as you can see, fat is the most calorically dense macronutrient. It's the one that gives us the most calories. And then we also have alcohol. It does give us calories, but it's not considered a macronutrient because it's void of any nutrients. So all of the macronutrients are composed of micronutrients. So vitamins, minerals, phytonutrients. We're not going to get into micronutrients today, but just know that macronutrients are what give us micronutrients. So each macronutrient will have a unique function in the body. And really we require all of the macronutrients protein, fat, and carbohydrates in order to function. Carbohydrates, for example, are our body's preferred source of fuel, especially our brain. So our brain alone requires 60% of our body's carbohydrate utilization. So that's why, at least in my experience, when I see my clients start eating enough carbohydrates, they start noticing that their um, ability to focus and um, their cognitive function starts to improve and they notice, notice less brain fog. I definitely noticed this in my own life whenever I started being cognizant of the amount of carbs I was eating. When I used to do all of the low-carb nonsense, um, I felt tired all the time, and I felt like I just was never very clear-headed. And I can look back now and realize that a lot of it probably had to do with eating inadequate carbohydrates. Carbohydrates are also the preferred source of energy for most forms of exercise. This is why individuals who are more active require more carbohydrates. So some examples of carbs, because a lot of times people think of just, quote, bad carbs. They think of like pastries and pasta, not to say that those are bad, but those are usually the things that come to people's mind when they think of carbs. But carbs are also things like fruits, whole grains. So things like whole grain bread, rice, whole grain pastas. Honestly, even if it's not whole grain, it's still considered a carb, but we know that whole grains are going to have more nutrients in them compared to more processed grains. 
Um, then we also have starchy vegetables like potatoes and squashes. Beans are another example, vegetables. Basically anything that comes from a plant is going to contain carbs. Milk is the only animal food or dairy is the only animal food that contains carbs and that's in the form of lactose. A lot of people don't realize this, but lactose is milk sugar. It's a, a form of carbohydrate. The next macronutrient we have is protein. So protein serves a ton of different functions in the body, but for the purpose of this episode, the things that you're probably interested in knowing more about is that protein helps with building and repairing damaged muscle tissue and it repair or it provides the building blocks for hormones and neurotransmitter production in the body. Protein usually takes longer to digest compared to carbohydrates, so it can help with energy levels because it's going to keep your blood sugar nice and stable, reducing cravings, and then helping you feel satisfied after meals. And fat is the last, third, and final macronutrient, Um, and it really used to get a pretty bad rap in the days of 100-calorie packs and low-fat snacks, which was really when I was, I would say, in elementary school, middle school, high school, even into college, um, the literature that I um, was taught in, you know, my my schooling to be a dietitian still promoted a lot of low-fat dieting. I think it has switched. But really now the pendulum has completely swung in the opposite direction and people are putting butter in their coffee and following the carnivore diet where you literally only eat meat. And so I have to say, obviously, neither one of these extremes are healthy. Um, So fat is going to have a lot of functions in the body, but too much fat can also be detrimental as well. Um, So fat serves as a cushion for our vital organs. It provides a layer of temperature regulation within the body. So yes, we do need a layer of fat. Actually, the one of the reasons that women have a higher body fat composition than men is because of our bodies were made to carry children. So just by this quick overview of macronutrients, you can see that they each play a pivotal role in the body. So this brings me to the question of should I track macros? So for those of you that don't know, tracking macros usually involves inputting your food into like a food tracking app and keeping track of how much protein, how many carbs, and how much fat that you're eating, often in the form of grams. So sometimes you'll hear people say, I'm eating 100 grams of X macronutrient. Um, Oftentimes, individuals who track their food will measure their food using like measuring utensils like cups or spoons, or using a food scale and measuring their food in grams or ounces. Unfortunately, a lot of people associate tracking macros with restriction or intense bodybuilders or being hyper-focused on food. And while this can be a reason for some people, it doesn't have to be the only reason to track macros. I know that I used to be very anti-macro tracking, but it was, it was because I didn't understand it to its full extent. I didn't understand that there were other reasons for tracking macros. I only saw macro tracking as a very restrictive method versus it actually being very helpful. So some other reasons that someone might track macros One of the um, ones that I find to be most beneficial is just to give you a better understanding of what you're consuming. Um, Most people don't understand the concept of appropriate portion sizes, Um, you know, unless you are raised by someone who teaches you that. It's just not something that we intuitively know much about. Um, So by having a better understanding of what you're consuming and really to know whether or not you're eating enough of a specific macronutrient to support your goals. Because we're inundated with a lot of uh, extreme dieting messaging, I think 
women especially just um, tend to undereat, especially carbohydrates and protein. A lot of us don't struggle with eating enough fat, at least I'm speaking for myself here, but when it comes to protein and carbs, um, I just find time and time again when working with clients that it's very common to see women under eating these two macronutrients. So macro tracking can just be really helpful to open up your eyes to how much you're actually consuming. Um, another reason for macro tracking is if you do have a specific goal, like losing weight or intentionally building muscle, tracking macros can help you reach that goal more efficiently. It's definitely not the only way to get there. There are lots of different ways to get there, but tracking macros can be an efficient way to get you to that goal and in a healthy way as well. Um, another reason that I've seen when working with clients um, is because under eating can be a root cause for infertility, women might benefit from tracking macros to understand how much they're eating and help correct that to ensure that they're eating enough to support healthy hormones and healthy fertility. I've seen this again with one of my clients. She came to me and was under eating. We started tracking her macros to make sure that she was eating enough. Um, and within six months, she was pregnant. So that doesn't happen every time, but it's definitely, um, I feel like a really good reason to track your food to make sure that you're eating enough. So I've used macro tracking in my own health for a number of different goals. So I broke my ankle in 2020. I fell down my stairs <laughs> um, and broke my uh, tibia, I think is what it was, um, and was in a cast for three months and then in a boot for three months. And so I had a lot of damage, a tissue damage. Um, and so during that time, I tracked my macros in order to stay on top of eating enough protein for healing. I know that in order to heal properly, you really need to be eating enough protein. And so that was something that um, after the initial kind of trauma of that accident happened, I started tracking um, on and off. It wasn't an everyday thing, but on and off throughout that healing process to make sure I was eating enough. And then again in 2021, I tracked my macros for about a six-month period. I was working with a nutrition coach myself because even as a nutrition coach, we can benefit from working with a nutrition coach. Um, and at that time, I was, in, I was intentionally working on trying to build muscle and gain weight. Um, really, in order to build muscle, there might be some weight gain involved with that because muscle weighs something. Um, so unless you're simultaneously losing fat and building muscle, um, you're going to sometimes have weight gain when you build muscle and that's okay. So I worked with a coach to help me with that. And then after I went through that phase of trying to build muscle and gaining some weight, I continued to track for about three more months in order to lose some of the fat that I had gained during that muscle building process. And then I tracked my macros again in 2022 when I was pregnant with my son um, to stay on top of eating enough because I struggled with gaining weight during my pregnancy. Um, and then I took a break for about nine months after having my son and just ate intuitively based upon the knowledge that I had from just the years of tracking macros on and off. I also didn't feel like I had the bandwidth or capacity to track macros during those initial months postpartum. I just had other things that were more of a priority, but because I had set that foundation and had that knowledge and that skill, I was able to eat more intuitively and understand what my body needed. And then at about, I would say like 14 to 16 months postpartum, I started loosely tracking my macros again because I really wanted to build more muscle and build more strength going into my next pregnancy. I'm not pregnant currently, but um, I knew that within the next year from that time, you know, I would probably be 
thinking about getting pregnant again and just really wanted to make sure that I was going into that pregnancy um, with more muscle and more strength than I had in my previous pregnancy. So all that being said, tracking macros doesn't have to be a forever thing. For a lot of women, it can be extremely eye-opening and really show you your habits and your tendencies. And for me, I, I never struggle to eat enough fat, but I do struggle to eat enough carbs. Um, I mentioned that earlier, but through tracking macros, I figured that out. Like that's how I became aware of it um, and am able to be more aware of it whenever I am not tracking macros. So I do want to point out that unless someone has experience with tracking macros, I usually don't recommend it in the initial months postpartum just due to all the adjustments that the mom is going through. Trying to learn the skill of macro tracking is a lot. I'm not going to lie to you and say that it's just like super easy when you first get started. Um, So in those initial months when you're just trying to kind of survive, I don't recommend starting there. So this is where when I'm working with my postpartum clients, I teach them the basics of what's called macro balanced eating. So this is understanding the foundational principle of creating macro balanced meals And it can go a really long way for helping you improve your energy levels, supporting healthy milk supply, helping with recovery and healing, rebuilding strength, and then eventually healthy weight loss. So within my postpartum program, Nourish and Rebuild, this is my postpartum program for moms that are three months or less postpartum. I don't even cover tracking macros. I simply just teach them about creating macro-balanced meals and following appropriate portion sizes. Really, again, it's making sure they're eating enough to support healing, recovery, breastfeeding, nourishing their bodies. And then the same goes with my program, Fit After Baby. This is for moms who are three months or greater postpartum. And in this program, I actually give these ladies the amount of protein and calories that they want to try to get for their specific goal. So since this program is more weight loss focused, body composition changes, um, I do give them their specific protein and calories. But rather than having them track their food and like a macro tracking app, that is completely optional if they want to do that, if they have history with doing that, if they don't feel overwhelmed by it. But typically what I recommend is I give them portion guidelines based upon their individual needs, and then they keep an electronic food journal for me to review during our check-in. And for some women, just focusing on macro-balanced eating is enough without even tracking their macros. So I actually have a client right now that I'm working with who has lost almost 40 pounds just from following macro-balanced meals without putting her food into a food tracking app. I have another client who did one of my programs about a year ago. She was about a year postpartum, and she did start with tracking her macros for a couple of weeks, but then once she got a good understanding of what that looked like, she was able to intuitively eat um, and intuitively build her meals without tracking macros, and she went on to lose about 35 pounds. So in the show notes, you're going to find a link to download my postpartum weight loss nutrition guide. In this guide, I go over the foundational concepts of creating macrobalanced meals, where to start with that, and then making sure you're getting the right balance of protein, carbohydrates, and fats, and how to build your meals, and I give you some sample meals to get started with. Obviously, everyone's needs are going to be individualized based upon really a lot of different factors, but there are some general recommendations that most postpartum moms would benefit from getting started with. So check out that guide if you want to explore this a bit further. 
So macro balanced eating, not necessarily tracking macros, but just understanding the foundational concepts of macro balanced eating. That's really the first step towards so many postpartum health goals. Whether you have a goal of rebuilding strength and muscle, increasing your energy, supporting healthy milk supply, preparing for another pregnancy or healthy weight loss, this is going to be a great place to start. So if you are interested in testing out tracking your macros, I want you to remember that tracking macros is a skill that has a learning curve. So just like any new skill, it's going to feel kind of clunky and a little bit overwhelming at first. Don't expect yourself to master it overnight or even the first few weeks. I also would suggest just tracking your food and getting a better idea of what your normal looks like before you try to make any changes to it. I have included in the show notes a link to Precision Nutrition, their macro calculator. Even though I do think that calculating your macros is a very individualized thing and you're probably going to get better recommendations whenever a real human that understands you does it for you, I do think that something like this can be a good place to get started. So Precision Nutrition, I've included the link in the show notes. Go check that out as a trusted source source to get started with figuring out what your macronutrient needs might be. And then again, keep in mind that that's just a calculation. It's not a hard, fast rule. Um, And you understand your body more than a macro calculator does. Also within my programs, within my one-on-one coaching, this is something that I always am open to helping my clients with if they are wanting to take that step of doing macro tracking. But I also want to remind you that you can go very far with just the basic principles of macro balanced eating, as I mentioned earlier. As we wrap up, I do want to make a quick announcement. My program Fit After Baby, or FAB, is a nutrition and fitness program for moms who are three months or more postpartum who are wanting to lose weight without hurting their milk supply or doing excessive calorie counting or cutting out carbs. Essentially, you learned a lot about the nutrition principles that I use with my clients today, and that is macro-balanced eating. We dive into a lot more than just that, though. We go over mindset and building muscle. Um, That program, it's a 12-week program, and it starts March 4th. And I'm currently running an early bird special now through February 11th. So if you're interested at all in that program, the spots are limited. Um, because it is, it does include one-on-one coaching. So if you're interested at all, then go put your name on the wait list. So that way I can send you an application. Again, more details are in the show notes. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Be sure to check out the show notes for any additional resources or anything that I mentioned in today's episode, and I'll catch you in the next one.